Hi guys, so I'm going to get into another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's kind of a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. We try to become the best friends of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. You can find the podcast on YouTube, but you can also find the podcast anywhere that you can get your podcast. Alright guys, this is this is crazy. So, I, I, gotta, I gotta tell you guys this stuff. This is, what I saw yesterday is, is crazy. So, normally I don't do a podcast, like, a day after I do one, but this just couldn't wait. I just, it just can't. So, okay. So as I was looking at this and guys, this is not, um, you know, organized like normal, but this is kind of just me. I'm here in my office, just sitting here and I'm just going out loud about the thoughts that I have on this study and what I read and some things that I'm trying to change here. So we're going to entitle this one, um, Something like, you know, I've been doing things wrong or I've seen things in a different light. Something something in that realm. And this is what I mean by that. <clears throat> so I'm reading this book and I would highly, highly, highly recommend you guys getting this book. This book is entitled The Abundance Mentality by Sean Copeland. K-O-U-P-L-E-N and Mick Chauvinek, S-C-H-O-V-N-E-C. This is this is a kind of a, a short book, but it's been it's changed everything. It's changed everything and it's opened up some stuff for me. So when you think about this idea of abundance, right? Sometimes we always we always equate abundance with money. Or getting something tangible. Or getting more of something that we originally have. And so we feel like if I get something that I don't have right now, if I get more of what I already have right now, then that means I'm abundant. You know, I've been blessed with abundance. That's the thought process that I used to have when we talk about abundance. So if you don't have something, then you get more of it. Oh, I guess I'm abundant now. Or if I don't have it, but then I get it. Oh, now I'm abundant. Here's the thing about it, guys. Abundance is not gaining stuff that's tangible. Abundance is a mindset. It's a mindset. And so I'm doing kind of a study here and and just kind of offhand. I'm looking at that word like abundant and abundantly. And it shows up all throughout scripture. You know, I I even look at, you know, Ephesians chapter three, right? Verse 20. Now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, right? According to the power that works in us, right? I I think about uh, Hebrews 6, 17, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise, Right. The immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. God has always given to us abundantly. But here's the thing about the abundant mindset, guys, that I've. It's so easy to miss this. Sometimes we have this thought process with abundance. We have this thought process with this mentality. That. If I'm going to do something for you. Whether that's a service, whether that's being in your life, whether that's um, helping you, 
whether that's growing with you, no matter what it is, we have this concept that if I give out effort for someone else, then I can only do it if they do it back to me. Now, does it mean that that person shouldn't do it back to you? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying this. Sometimes we have this mindset and we all we we kind of almost have it in our minds that I'm not going to do something for him. I'm not going to do something for her until they do something back for me. And sometimes we hold ourselves back from this abundance mentality. But the mentality of it, guys, it's not about doing something for the satisfaction or for what you can get out of it. The abundance mindset is not selfishness, it's selflessness. So, and, and again, guys, I'm just sitting here in my office just kind of brainstorming it and talking, talking, you know, talking uh, through it with you. You know, as you can see, this is not organized at all, but maybe you can get something out of this, this kind of brainstorm talk session here. But man, I mean, just, <clears throat> just think about it with me for a minute. When we talk about being selfless, Jesus and God had the abundance mindset towards us. Meaning, what did we do to deserve God giving his best for me? Nothing. I didn't do anything and there's nothing I could do currently to repay him for that. But what Jesus and God still decide to do, John 3, 16. They decided to give abundantly. Here's, that's, that's what we've all been, and myself included, me of all people. I've been missing that concept is, <clears throat> I, I think we're afraid of giving abundantly like God because we're afraid of being used. We're afraid of um, people taking advantage of us. We're afraid of um, we're afraid of being seen as this naive person that doesn't know what's going on around them. You know, we're we're afraid to be seen like that, and those things have a um, have a connotation of a person being weak, and especially if you're a male too. Well, you know, if if you do stuff for people like that, you know, you know, they could do this to you, you know, they could do that to you. That's the thing about it, guys, is this abundant mindset is not determined on what the action of the other person is going to do towards you. Because think about it. God, in his infinite mercy and his infinite knowledge from the beginning of time, God knew Genesis 315. He knew we would hurt the gift. He knew that. But he still he still gave it abundantly, knowing that we would kill it. Think about it. Think about it. So now, this is crazy. I, I'm sitting here in my office, and as I'm as I'm studying this abundant mindset, it's 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 two things for me right now. As fresh as this is, it's scary. On one hand. Because I don't truly know 
actually, I know that I haven't been giving abundantly like God does. Because sometimes before you give and before you try again, you're so focused on how it's going to be. um, What's the right word? How it's going to be reciprocated to you. So because our minds and my mind and all of our minds are so focused on the reciprocal aspect of it. Sometimes we withhold abundant mercy, abundant forgiveness, abundant love. We withhold that from people because we're worried about the reciprocation of what I'm going to get back from giving it out. So it's scary on one end because it's like, it's like we haven't been really tapping into what God's abundance really is. But then on the flip side, as scary as it is, as I'm sitting here, it's also kind of exciting because as I'm thinking about this, it's almost like there's another level of abundance or of love or of servitude to reach that I haven't reached yet. There's another there's a, there's another level. There's another level, guys. And and so the abundant mindset is a selflessness that's not necessarily worried about how the love, the forgiveness, the care, the concern, the effort, the energy, the time that you give it's not concerned with necessarily getting it back. It's it's a mindset that's saying that's the right thing to do anyway. So now think about this concept. If if it was all about being reci- now, are we not saying that it shouldn't be reciprocated? No. The healthy thing it should it should be reciprocated. But logically speaking and even mathematically speaking, it's impossible that every person that you care for, that you forgive, that you show mercy to, that you give effort to, they're going to give it right back to you as you gave it to them. It's, it's logically and mathematically impossible because they hated the master, so they're going to hate the servant. So some people will accept your abundance that you give to them. Some people will use your abundance and take it and take their ball and run away. That's just the nature of this. But we can't let <clears throat> we can't let how other people receive it stop us from giving it. This is insane. This is insane, guys. I mean, it's just crazy. And sometimes sometimes I can even catch myself. It's almost like you um you put a you put a limit or you put a bar on things sometimes. So like with, with a best friend of mine, oh yeah, you know, I can, I can be abundant towards him. I can be abundant. You know, I can give, I can, I can do all that. But you look at someone else and you automatically think this person is not going to reciprocate it back to me. So then you, you kind of, you, you put this mathematical equation in your mind and you limit yourself from serving these people because you're worried about what you're going to get out of it. 
that's that's the that's the little twist that messes up this mindset that Ephesians three twenty, Hebrews six seventeen, even Titus three six says right. Even in Titus, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. It's just <clears throat> this mindset is incredible. It's incredible. And so this is why I mentioned this book, guys, because and I, here's just kind of like a quick overview. There was a man in the book, <clears throat> his life was in shambles. You know, things weren't going well for him in, in his career, in his personal life, in his relationship life. I mean, things were just, things were going downhill for him. And if you guys know what that feels like, you understand that feeling of the, um, what's the right word? The, uh, I guess the struggle of those things. And so he's sitting in a uh, in a restaurant one day and his name is Bruce. And an older man comes up to him and just begins talking with him, just begins talking with him and and really listening to what he has to say. And so then next thing you know, I, I believe it's every Tuesday or every Thursday, they meet in the same restaurant and they just talk and they talk and they talk. And so the older man teaches this young man so many lessons on abundance. And so the first lesson that he gives this man is he talks about the selfishness that society tells you to have. But you can't truly reach the level of abundance if you're always worried about yourself somehow. You know what I'm saying? There's He said there's no way you can reach it. And he says, think about this. And this is crazy, guys. Think about it. He says this sometimes when we think about growing in abundance. He says, the world says to be selfish with you, to do everything for you, to present yourself in a in a manner that you really don't need anybody and you can you're only dependent on yourself. He said, he said, this is what the world wants you to think about yourself. It's giving you a facade of abundance, but really it's making you poor and poor every single day. It's making you poor. And it's incredible. <clears throat> it's incredible that thought process. And he said, society will continuously push you away from this abundant mindset. And, and 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 that's so true because that's that's what happens. That's what happens all the time. And he mentions this and I quote it. In life today, all we think about is what's in it for me. That's what stops the abundance mindset, guys, right there. I'm not sometimes we literally have this conversation with ourselves in our heads, guys. I'm not going to do something for this person because I know I'm not going to get anything out of it. Or we might even go as far as this. I may do something for this person, but I'm going to do it with a bad attitude. We, if, we, if we do things and if we serve people with the mindset of what's in it for me, that's not abundance. This, this kind of thought process of I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. And he mentions this. This is what the older man told Bruce. 
with an abundance mentality. Now, listen to me, guys. Listen to me. This is this is right here. What Jesus wants us to see. Philippians chapter two. With an abundance mentality. I focus on you. Not me. I am thinking only about how I can help you. Whether it benefits me or not. Think about that, guys. I will help you and I will focus on you. And I am thinking only about you, whether you give it back to me or not. (laughs) Dude, what is going on? Think about it. But it's not like we don't know this. It's not like we don't know this. But how often have we really practiced this? How often do we have we really practiced this? Just think about think about the society that we live in today and what and what it's taught us through certain things. This what's what's in it for me attitude or this or this benefit for me. What society has given us through certain avenues it's given us the 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 choice to always choose what you think is right for you and this is what i mean by that so we we can always it's almost so self-centered to where everything caters to you everything does so if I'm on social media, I'm just going to post everything about me. If I'm on, you know, if, if we're on and if you happen to be on dating apps, people have to cater to you. You're the one that swipes left or swipes. So there's no there's no giving factor there. There's no there's no building the relationship there. It's all about an instant gratification of. Before I start this with you, before I invest in you, before I help you, before I love you, before I forgive you, I need a guaranteed contract, whether it's verbal or whether it's understood. I need a verbal contract that I'm going to get a benefit out of this because I'm not going to waste my time. Think about it right there. That is what society has taught us about each other. So why do you think it is insanely easy for us to bounce and bounce and bounce and bounce from person to person like a pair of socks? Because you have to cater to me. And if you don't cater to me, that gives me the right to not serve you abundantly. That's not the mindset of Jesus. That's not it. That ain't it, y'all. It ain't it. It ain't it. It ain't it. And that's that's what has been taught and that has crept into the church. That ain't it. But the abundance mindset, what God has done for us and what he's continuously willing to do still. With the abundant mindset, it focuses on how I can help you, whether it benefits me or not. So. Sometimes you might be sitting there, you might be skeptical. Well, Jordan, I mean, that still sounds a little naive. That still sounds like, you know, 
you're not being wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. It's, it's almost like you're just letting people use you. It's almost like you're just, well, let's not go so far. Let's not go so far with that. So think about Moses. Remember in Exodus, we looked at this yesterday. Remember in Exodus 2, Exodus 16, Exodus 18 and 17. Remember when when Moses helped save the children of Israel? And then after he helped save them, they murmured against him. And then they wanted to kick him out and replace him and then go back to the place that they saved him, that he saved them from. So in society today, right there, if you meet somebody and you help them and after you help them, then they push you away like you didn't help them. What does society say you should do for them? Think about it. What does society say you should do for them? You know what? I'm going to get back at you. You know what? I'm going to become cold. You know what? I'm going to treat you different. Now my walls are going to be up towards everybody now. What does society say? You got to do that. But what did Moses do? And you notice, this is the test. When you look at this a little bit more, it seems as if God was testing the abundance of Moses. Because remember when God said, I'm going to start over. I'm going to start over with this group. And what did Moses tell God? Lord, don't do it. Moses still helped the people, even though at the time there was no benefit for him. So did Moses have a scarcity mindset or did Moses have a abundance mindset? So now the question is for you as a Christian Do you have a scarcity mindset with people or do you have an abundant mindset with them? Is is are your treasures that you have within you, your love, your forgiveness, your care, your concern, your effort, your time. Is all of your treasures. Do they have a lock on it? Meaning you got to prove to me. Why you deserve my treasure. What if God thought that about us? And why do you think even in Christian relationships, why things are so messed up? Because you got two people who lock their treasures for each other. Well, you don't serve me anymore. So I guess I'm not going to serve you then. Well, you're not nice to me anymore. I guess I won't be nice to you. Well, you don't talk to me anymore. I guess I won't be. So we lock up those treasures. And so then we think it's going to change when a new person shows up. The older man says this. There is no keeping score in an abundant relationship. In relationships. And I don't get upset. If you don't reciprocate personally, this type of living is exactly the opposite of what we've been taught. Y'all, I, I, as I was looking at this, man, I was like, I've got so much work to do. I've got so much work to do, man, because sometimes we can we can have this mindset of. 
it's almost like we we don't want to unlock this uh abundant mentality because we're so afraid of how I think I think here's the thing. I think we're afraid that if I give of my time and effort and t- and all this stuff that is going to be wasted. And sometimes when we feel like it's not instantly reciprocated or reciprocated in the manner that I want it reciprocated, then then that time period that I gave was a waste. That's not true. Because whenever you give abundantly, whether you receive it the way you gave it or not, God sees it. And God will always bless a person that gives abundantly as he does. But in order for the Lord to help you, you got to give it. This is crazy. This is crazy. So now, I mean, there's so much, there's so much more. There's so much more in here, guys. I mean, can't, I hope that as you're just listening, as we're kind of brainstorming and sitting here together, I hope you can see that maybe, maybe you've been wrong like I've been wrong, to be real. Maybe you've been wrong like I've been wrong. And so he says this. He says, I began to focus more on others and less on myself. And so now he says, I started to see the abundant mindset. And and this is this is where this is where I want to be. This is where this is where we all want to be. And so as you give abundantly. It always it always gives a return. It always gives a return. And so think about this. He, he mentions Christ. And the older man says this to the younger man. He says, Bruce, I always try to picture the love that Jesus has for me. I am far from perfect and I have made huge mistakes in my life, but he loves me anyway. He doesn't love me because of what I can offer him. And I should look at the people in my life the same way. I don't know about you, but I've been guilty of that too. Been guilty of the the fact that, well, since you can't offer me anything right now, then I can't truly give the abundance that I have for you like I give it to somebody else. That's not fair. It's not fair. Even though that's what we've been taught to do, you know, in society, that's not fair. And that's not what Jesus did. He says if we can genuinely care about the people in our lives, even those that we don't particularly like, it will make it much easier to focus on helping them and not selling them. See, here's what here's the problem is when when we don't give abundantly, then we become salesmen. We spend our time trying to convince ourselves that these people or this person is good enough for me. We become a salesman. We become a salesman. So then you look, all right, so person X, okay, they're cool, but they really didn't give back to me, so I'm not going to really give to them. I'll be nice to them. I'll be nice to them. I won't be mean to them, but I just won't really give to them. Person Y, they're cool too, but you know what? You know, they just really don't, I mean, they can kind of take it or leave it. So that's how I'm going to treat them. I'll just take it or leave it with them. Not saying I won't be mean to them, but I, you know, I just won't really give to them. You know, but person Z, they love me like I love them. So you know what? We're going to keep this thing going. 
Didn't Jesus mention that in Luke? And even in Matthew? If you love them that love you, don't the Pharisees do that? <laughs> don't the Sadducees do that? What good is it to just love them that love you? Think about it. Guys. What good is it? Guys, I have to do a better job at that. You know, all of this starts with me too. I got to do a better job at this. Because sometimes it's so easy to just categorize people like that. Well, you used to be real nice to me. You used to be close to me. You used to want to be with me, but now you don't want to anymore. So I'm going to treat you that way too. That's messed up. It's messed up. It's messed up. It is messed up. And to, to be a person, to be a friend, to give advice to other people, to support that is messed up. We shouldn't be doing that. So then he, he mentions here, he said, this mindset is, is a one step at a time mindset. He says, to create abundant relationships with brethren and with other people, we must always do what is right. We must always do what is right. And what is right, whether they reciprocate it back to me or not, whether they care for me like I care about them, it doesn't matter. What's right is being abundant towards them, whether they care about me or not. That's what's right. And so many times what we can do is we can still act like we're still in high school, guys. Oh, well, so-and-so is here. So you know what? Before before I show up tonight, I need you to stand by me so he won't come over here. You know, I need you to stand by me so she won't come over here. So I'll still be nice to them. I'll say hi if they show up. But, I, you know, I won't really be abundant with them like I was before. What are we in high school? What is this? This is adults doing this junk. We got to switch this up. We got to switch it up. So think about this. Think about this, guys. He said this. The older man to the younger one. He said, think about this, Bruce. When was the last time you really thought about the well-being of somebody else? And he said, I hate to admit this. This is the this is the younger man talking. He says, I hate to admit this, but I honestly can't remember the last time I thought about the well-being of somebody else. He said, I've been so focused on my own problems and issues that I never really think about the needs of others. And the older, older man responded and he said, Bruce, abundant relationships are countercultural. In an abundant relationship, we always look out for the other person's best interest, even if it does not benefit us. And we help the other person with nothing expected in return. And then the, the younger man looked and he looked at the older man and he said, wow, you're really talking about selfless living. Guys, as I look at this, man, I think there's a level that I haven't reached yet. I'm going to get better. Trust me. Book it. I will get better. 
since I've seen this, I will get better. Trust me on that. But I think about Philippians 2. And you think about this abundant mindset that God has. He told us there's no excuse that you shouldn't have it either. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Guys, I can do better. I can do better with this selfless mindset. I can do better with this abundant mindset. And this doesn't only just work with your interaction with other people. This works with your interaction with yourself. Sometimes you think, you know, life is just giving you scraps. Sometimes you feel like it's it, everything in life is abundant for everybody else, but scarce for you. If you spend your time doing this, there's no way things can be scarce. But we, we psych ourselves that things are scarce for me. Man, I hope you guys can can kind of just see how I was just blown away by this. And again, if you guys are, you know, if you just hopped on and you're listening, this book is called The Abundance Mentality. And I think I bought it for like four bucks on um, on the iPhone or iPad on books. I bought it for four bucks. If you want a paper copy, I think it's 14, something like that on Amazon. But this is just. This is just incredible. Oh, and and okay, now we gotta go. Now we gotta go here. He said, "Bruce, <clears throat> talking to the younger man again." He says, "Bruce, it's important to note that society, and sadly, other Christians, will continuously push you away from this abundant mentality. Certain friends will approach your relationships." This is what other people are going to say about you and what you should do. And they call themselves Christians. Certain friends will approach your relationships and their and, and motives with selfishness. Occasionally, even people that you share an abundant relationship with, they will disappoint you. But when that happens, Bruce, you must rise above this. And you must remain consistent. Over time, you will see an amazing difference in the quality of your life. Let's kind of close with that. There's so much more we can go into. I don't want to reveal the whole book. But let's close with this thought. How many times at like, how do I want to break it down? Um... Let's break it down into. Let's break it down in, into scenes. You know how movies have different scenes, so let, let's break this down into scenes. So let's break it down into the opening scene. Have you ever met people? And I'm talking about groups of people, specific people. Have you met groups of people before? And when you first meet them, there's an abundance there. Because it's new, right? It's new. And 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 everybody's getting to know each other and it's really great. There's this kind of um there's this kind of abundance with it. And so it's great. But then naturally over time, 
and scene two, things change. Things are a little bit different. They're not the same. And so when things change from scene to scene with people in your life, and I'm guilty of this too, isn't it easy to treat people different based on the scene? So in the opening scene, when it was all good, it was easy to be abundant with you. It was easy to be around you. It was easy to be joyful with you. But, you know, scene two and three, you know, things things are a little bit different now. So because things are different, I can't treat you like I treated you in scene one. That's where I mess up, too. But he says here. He said, Bruce, you have to watch that. And, and as, as this older man's talking, it's like he's talking to me. He says, you got to watch that. He says, you have to stay consistent in your abundance. You have to. Because God does. And sometimes we can let other people dictate how consistent I am towards them. So if they talk to me, I'll talk to them. If they don't talk to me, I won't talk to them. That's not consistent. That's not God. That's not God. That's not God. And, you know, I was, I was talking to um, Daniel Webster from Fourth Quarter Christianity. And we were talking about this and we were talking about how, bro, growth is hard. And I know I talk about it a lot on my podcast, but it's it's growing pains. It's seeing yourself in a light where I need to do better and I need to switch it up. I need to switch it up. And so when we talk about being consistent with this consistent mindset, with this abundant mentality, we have to be consistent despite how people change from scene to scene to scene. And sometimes it's so easy to adjust to people how they adjust to us. I'm not going to do that anymore or I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try to stay consistent with them. Whether you want to be around me or not, that's great, but I'm going to be consistent. I'm still going to I'm still going to treat you well, serve you, help you, all that stuff. Because God does it, man. God has been insanely, I mean, just beyond measure consistent with me when I've been the most inconsistent with him. It's I don't deserve his his consistency. I really don't, guys. I really don't deserve it. So who am I? To withhold abundance and consistency from from other people. So let's close with this. In in Matthew 5. Jesus talks about being consistent like the father's consistent. And so as as he's talking about this. it's, It's an important concept of consistency. So verse 40, 43 of Matthew 5, you heard that it's been said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. What does that sound like, y'all? Consistency. Why should I do that, God? Why should I be abundantly consistent and not worry about what someone could potentially do to me? Because verse 45, so that you might be the children of your father, which is in heaven. For he, in his consistency, he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good 
and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. God is consistent. Bruce, Jordan, put your name there. Now it's your turn. Now you got to be consistent. Because verse 46, if you love them which love you, what reward do you have, Jordan? What reward do you have? Put your name there. The publicans do the same. And if you salute just your brethren only, what what more do you do than other people? The publicans do so. But if you want to have this abundant mindset, verse 48, be perfect, Jordan. Be perfect, Bruce. Be perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. And you know what? What that word perfect entails consistent abundance. <laughs> Y'all, this is crazy. I got to do better. I got to do better. <clears throat> this is this is wild. I got to do better and I will do better. And so maybe, maybe, you know, you want to do better, too. We got to switch this up, guys. We got to switch this up and we got to stop letting people tell us. Um, and friends convince us that, oh, yeah, this was the right thing. We got to stop. We got to stop that because this is not this is not what God would do. And this is not the abundant mindset that God would have. And we shouldn't necessarily be so concerned with how the other person or other people are going to use us. We should be concerned with, is God proud of me of how I'm consistent towards him? That's what I should be concerned with. So I'm going to switch some stuff up. I'm going to change some stuff. Um, and I hope you guys want to as well. So this is literally, and I hope you guys enjoyed this. This is literally what I do when I talk to guys on the phone or when we talk, when we talk about podcast topics is we talk for hours on this and then we kind of somewhat organize it, but we still just kind of just talk. So I hope you kind of enjoyed this, this kind of brainstorm session on this. And again, this book is great. I'm telling y'all, y'all need to get it. This is, this is great. And I hope that you want to change as I will. Um, and I hope that you guys will want to have this abundant mindset. Thanks, guys.